Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And so am I. Welcome back to another episode of the Sticky Bun Boys. If you've not been listening, we want to know why. A full notes app apology, please. Or maybe an email to stickybunboys at gmail.com. Like at least three paragraphs. Like Stephanie from last week. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, if you've not been listening, we are reviewing series two of the Great British Bake Off, or baking show for you international listeners. And this week, it's all about tarts. Now, are you familiar with tarts, Michael? Well, I know my way around a couple of the locals. So? I hear. Let's get stuck in after these. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, episode two, tarts, not biscuits. Not biscuits. So on to the signature, which is quitchy. A quitchy. A quitchy in two hours. Love a quitchy. Now, what do you think about that? Is that a good signature, do you think? I think it is. I think a quitchy is quite a good one because it's quite hard to... It's a quiche, just so we have said that. <laughs> to be clear, everyone's like, oh, what's that? I think it's quite a good challenge, no? Because like, it's easy to get the pastry wrong, soggy bottom thing, but also the filling can be like scrambled egg sometimes. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's actually quite a simple bake, but the pressure of the tent, like you say, makes those things difficult. And it's very, very easy to signaturize, to specialize. Like, to signaturize. To signaturize. Because, you know, sometimes they have a signature and actually quite a few people do the same thing or mm. Amanda who just copies everyone. <laughs> um, but this one, like quiche, there's so many different ways to fill what a quiche. What would you do? I would do blue cheese mm. for sure. Uh, maybe broccoli and blue cheese. Oh, no, broccoli goes quite soggy, doesn't it? If you like roasted it and had it on the top. I do love asparagus. I think I'll do asparagus and blue cheese. Actually, I also, there's one that Otto Lengit is called a roast vegetable tart. Ooh. It's a quiche. And it's full of roast vegetables. It's really nice. Really full of roast vegetables. So it's yeah. called a roast vegetable tart. That's really bizarre. Yeah. You should try it. <laughs> what would you do? So I helped, it's out now, helped Tom Daly make his quitchy for the Celebrity Bake Off this year. And he made, which is delicious, this blue cheese burger quitchy. We are unable to not call it a quitchy. It's going to be called that for the rest of this yeah, episode. Definitely. But it was like mince to make the kind of the burger with the blue cheese custard and like caramelized onions in the base. And it was absolutely divine. And it had chili powder in the, in the short crust as well. See, I like the idea of that apart from the minced beef. Well, you could do it with like, with like veggie mints. But now it makes it sound like I was copying off Tom Daly. I didn't watch that, so I didn't know he did blue cheese. Blue Why cheese did you watch that idea. to support me in my bakes? Uh, I was going to say I didn't know, but I did know that you did. <laughs> <laughs> we don't watch the celeb bake off, do no, we? No. Sometimes I do, but not always. Right. On to this one, the quitchies. So first question, Holly made pesto quitchy. Which is nice. It seemed a bit intense. It was quite green. The thing that I didn't get is I really get like a pesto quiche. Great. But why not put some tomatoes in it as well? Like it was just... Well, the problem is there, David, the tomatoes are disgusting. (laughs) 
That's the reason. Oh, I love a grilled tomato on top of a no, quick I'm afraid to say, like, the texture of raw tomato, when it comes in, goes right back out again. No, but it wouldn't be raw, it'd be cooked. You could roast the tomatoes. No, but the texture. So, so a grilled tomato, it's got a crispy top, lovely, but the inside is still tomato goo. What happens if you roasted them fully and they were cherry tomatoes? No, because tomato goo. Am I what not being about, clear? What about sun-dried tomatoes? No, because that's old raw tomatoes. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Wait, 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 it's not really tomato. it's just tomatoes now. No, it's I not- like the flavour of sun-dried tomato because I like salt, but I don't like the texture of raw old tomato goo that's been in the sun for a bit. Vile. Michael's been very strong in opinions in the last ones. No crisps in anything. Maybe crisps on top. Maybe a crisp quitchy. <laughs> that goes soggy. No, definitely. I did that think one. that. Um, I thought it was a bit cruel because they kept pointing out her green top and like green tops are never quite as fulfilling as you might hope, but they're still gonna like try their best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are gonna try their best. Um, do you know what? Out of all of them, genuinely, and I'm not like being facetious, this is the one that I wanted to eat. It looked really good, and the page looked very good. It was vibrant green, and Paul was like, oh, I don't like green things, but it looked delicious. And then Paul said, pesto is an accompaniment only. It's like, what are you talking about? Grow up, have a potato. (laughs) (laughs) But also, he was like, oh, it'd never work in a quiche. A quiche is like a cheesy custard. Yeah. Pesto's primary ingredient is parmesan. Yep. I couldn't understand what their problem was with this. No, I think Mary just jumped on the bandwagon with Paul because I think she probably quite and liked Paul it. And Paul spent the whole time being like, oh, I don't want a complex quiche, don't want a complex quiche. She gives you a one flavour quiche and he's like, oh, it's too simple. Yeah. I Make totally agree. That. Like Buck's Fizz. Other, <laughs> other ones, That's I... A good reference. Yeah, and it's quite an old reference. For you. No, just like catering to my audience. <laughs> with Holly, though, did you notice they're setting up like a rivalry between Holly and Marianne? Are they? So they keep being like, so what do you think of Marianne to Holly? And like, what do you think of, of Holly to Marianne? Like, there's definitely a rivalry coming up there. And then Holly says to Sue or whoever it is, like, I would think Marianne's the one to beat. Do you think Marianne's the one to beat? Mm, no, I think Holly's the one to beat. Really? I don't know who wins. And I feel like Marianne could win. No, I, I agree. I think Marianne and Holly both seem like they're not really tripping up. When things aren't being liked, it's like you said, the judges aren't liking it as much. They're being very methodical. They're not like making errors, really. And they're not, they're not, not liking it because it's a bad bake. They just don't necessarily like the flavour, but it's clearly baked well. They can't slag it off. Actually, I'm looking down. Yeah, I actually probably do think Holly and Marianne are probably the two tops. It's the first time they put in a bit of a competition because very much like during judging, they cut to the other one looking and things like that. Hmm. Mm. Maybe they have a fight. Pitting women against each other. Maybe it's mud wrestling for <gasps> episode six. I w- Do you know what? I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've, they've baked on open flames. What's next? <gasps> Not mud wrestling, Stilton wrestling. Just cover them in Stilton or a Dolce Latte cheese. That's, that's got a bit weird there. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there's a little weird intensity in your face. I know I did like um, Janet's eyes. Stereoizes, I did it. And we're not going to go through every single one because the episode goes on forever if we do that. And you haven't written notes. But I, no, I actually have. And I've written judging ones. But I have to say, Ian, I really liked the idea of putting ground walnuts in his pastry. He did a, mm. he did a Stilton spinach new potato, which potato in a quiche, I think is a brilliant idea. And walnut pastry, I loved that idea. And a perfect bottom, according to Mary. A good bake and colour. Which, which ones did you... Actually, I'm going to pick mine again. You're not allowed to speak yet. I also <laughs> really liked Jason's salmon and pak choy with a sesame top. That was mm. so good. Mm. Should we talk about Hot Rob, though? Or... It's always going to come back to Hot Rob, isn't it? Hopefully, yes. Uh, smoked bacon and kale quitchy. It was a bit boring, to be fair. Bacon works very, very well in a quiche, though. Mm. But his timing was all off. Like yeah. They'd all put their custard into their pastry cases, and he was still blind baking at that point. 
they said that, how much do you think? I'm sure it was oh, off a little true. bit because they also then showed this quiche in the oven that was literally just wet custard. Mm. And then he brings out a perfect quiche. Do you know what? I fell for it. Like I was genuinely like, oh my God, he's never going to get it done. But like, I don't understand why I fell for that. <laughs> like, I, I feel like an idiot now. It's because it's because it was Rob. You it's wouldn't have thought anyone else. The one that I really wanted to eat was Avashi's, which was a crab, coriander and coconut quiche. That sounded divine and new and different. Yep. And again, things that frustrate me. Mary going on about coconut being a bit too sweet. What's wrong with having a bit of sweetness in a quiche? Mm. It's an egg custard. It's not like, it's not an actual sweet. No, And I crab agree. is a really sweet meat. I think that one sounded really, really good. And I must have a shout out to Mary who made a suet crust, which is interesting because I thought in the signature brief, they said it must be a short crust, which a suet crust isn't. They definitely did. And they didn't even like say anything to her about it afterwards. Suet crust will never work for a quiche like that. No. So if people don't know about suet crust. Basically, it's it's similar to a short crust in that you're kind of rubbing the suet in like you would rub the fat in. But suet's like a much like denser fat, like a, like a heavy, like... I want to say claggy fat. Yeah, it's very soft. Like it's really hard for something to become short and crispy like a pastry. It stays like quite a chewy. And they have to put like self-raising flour in to try and like lift it because otherwise it's just like thick. Which is never going to work, especially when if she'd done a really thin quiche, Mm. like a really thin tart, it would work. But hers was so deep as well. Yeah, Paul said it wasn't a soggy bottom. She had a wet bottom. (laughs) Oh, Mary Ann. (laughs) Mary Ann. Um, You shouldn't shame that. That can happen. From time to time, there can be a wet bottom. Paul didn't like it, though. Well, Paul needs to grow up and learn that sometimes in the adult world, things happen and you need to treat it like grown-ups. Talk about things happening. Half a potato. Yasmin. (laughs) Yasmin didn't switch her oven on. She had the classic bake-off problem. Mm. So Rob didn't put his in for ages, but Yasmin hadn't switched her oven on, but she'd put it into the oven already. So then her worry was, although she did have enough time, she obviously did it quite quickly. She had enough time to switch the oven on, but then she thought, well, has the filling been soaking into the pastry? And it was not. And it had, she had a fine bottom. Her bottom was fine. It was lovely. Who else had a nice bottom? Well, Ben, we didn't know anything about. He just didn't exist this episode. And Jason barely existed, but he made a salmon and pack toy one, which looked gorgeous. It did look good. Janet had a soft bottom. A soft bottom. So you had a soft bottom and a wet bottom. Yeah. Joe was a bit dry. Sure. She tasted okay, but it was a bit dry. We didn't hear about Rob's bottom, actually. Oh, I would have liked to have heard about Rob's bottom. Can we keep on calling him Hot Rob, please? Hot Rob, sorry. Uh, did you read about the BBs? A bit about, by read, I mean watch. <laughs> mm, remind me, I don't think I so, did. So um, Henry VIII had a pastry room in his castle. Oh, and they referenced Maids of Honour. Oh, we made Maids of Honour. Yeah, so they referenced this in this episode where he used to like make these little like Maids of Honour tarts in his kitchens. I say he, his cooks. But if we had watched these, if we just done our research and watched these before, we'd have done what they were. <sighs> yes, because we didn't have a clue. Oh, we had a Tudor Rose on, so it was like royalty I things. I bet you they were like itching for one of us to be like, oh, I watched this on Bake Off in series two. And literally none of us in the tent had seen none it. None of us did. <laughs> so they all, I mean, the thing is people, the essentially thing was, some people did quite well. Some people had a soggy bottom. Oh, the one thing I did notice that Joe who was a bit dry, she did call Gruyere Gruyere or something. Like she said it in a really Gruyere. weird way. Gruyere. Which is not making it sound very appetizing. And Gruyere cheese is really nice. I also did like the fact that Simon did like the smoked haddock, like a smoked fish. I think works really well. You love well. a fishy pie. A fishy pie works very well. And especially because he put dill in the pastry. You that kind of good. made a fish quiche for the final when they asked you for, not the final, 
Oh, for pastry week. Yeah. yeah. When they asked for a pie and you made the quiche. Hey, well, it was a tart, wasn't it? Should have watched this, as we've been saying. Anyway, so I think people, there was not necessarily massive tops and bottoms in that one. They were all kind of middle. What I quite like about this series, though, is at the end of each challenge, Mel and Sue kind of tell you who's in the top and who's in the bottom. Yes. And they kind of summarize what you've just seen, because sometimes it's quite hard to kind of follow as they kind of say, well, so you know, these three have done really well and these three need to work harder to make sure they blah, blah, blah. blah. That, that works well for me. Especially when you've got like 12 bakers or 11 bakers. Like in the early episodes, it's actually quite good to know that. It's also nice to remember some of their names because some of them just haven't appeared in that challenge. True. <laughs> right, on to the technical. And the technical was a classic, Tat au citron. Well, that was nice. Say that, say that again. Tat au citron. That was lovely. I do love a tart au citron, do you? I do. One and a half hours is quite tight for it. But we had yeah. to make one. Oh, no, we can't talk about that. Why can't we talk about it? Because I think we might get sued. Because you made it for our edition. <laughs> oh, said it. Well, next uh, up, <laughs> they were... <laughs> there was no backing music during this technical. Wasn't there? There was none. And it was really awkward. Yeah, I did find it quite a slow one, this one as Maybe well. Maybe because there was no music. Like, it was really weird. There was no music. We should watch it again and play some music in the background, the Bake Off music. Like what kind of music? The Benny Hill th- theme tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Paul was criticising those people who were using food processors, which was weird. Like, that's a very good way of making pastry, so you don't have to handle it so much. Yeah, I thought it was very strange. The most important thing for a shortcrust pastry, especially a sweet one, is you don't want the butter to melt. So the best way to do that is using a food processor to mix it all up. Like we were talking about with our scones, we both love using a food processor. And he seemed to say it had to be like experiential, try this. No, Paul. No, Paul. No. (laughs) Uh, The most important thing of this entire series happens in this episode. I'm just going to take a quick pause and play it for you. This is Ben's performance of Bring Him Home from Les Mis. Ben was taught to cook by his grandmother, who has passed on her passion for baking. Fallen from grace. (laughs) They really do him dirty with a shot of the dog looking directly down the camera like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I love that bit. Bring him home. Um, I was watching this episode and Nick, my partner came and watched he doesn't normally watch these episodes with me and he came and watched it and we had to pause at that point because he was crying laughing so much and we were missing the episode <laughs> i put a bit mortifying next to his name there <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit um i also talk about mortifying as well doing dirty janet basically said she basically got her butter too warm which is a disaster when you're doing shortcrust pastry mm. and she said i'll just add some more flour and then it cut to a voiceover from sue saying <laughs> It should be put in the fridge at this stage if you've got warm butter. You never need to add any more flour. It's like, a little bit harsh. A bit harsh. It felt like they kind of skipped through this one and just cut straight. Like, they didn't see them taking them out of the tins or take them to the altar. Nope. It just cut from them coming out of the oven to being judged. In the judging, we had some some choice words given to our contestants. Marianne has a cracked top. Joe's got a thick rim, which is also <laughs> something you want to hear. But Ben had a beautiful, oh. creamy filling. I bet he did. <laughs> Oh, thick Thick rim. What's that made you think of, David? It's made me think of, oh, it's not very flexible. Like it's gone a bit, like someone very old. Bit crusty. Yeah, a bit crusty, a bit tough. (laughs) Tough rim. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, I've had a bit of a disaster here, Mike. You're going to have to help because I've put in 11th place is Simon. Yeah. Third place is Jason. Second place is Simon. First place is Ben. (laughs) So Simon came second and last. Ian. Ian, Ian came second. Oh, well done, Ian. And for those who are interested, Rob came fifth. <laughs> <laughs> right. No one else but Michael. Um, <laughs> on to the showstopper. The showstopper, they had to make 
24 miniature sweet tarts and they have two different flavor combinations. And you say, when I, do, I thought I'd done really well remembering, well, I haven't even written the times, so I haven't done very well. They, they, I, I, they didn't tell us the time. Oh, yes. So you win this. They didn't tell us how long it was going to be. But I've noticed that you seem to remember all the extra, because you know, then sometimes they stop and say, they need to be explicitly piped and blah. You remember all those bits. I used to do live blogging for Bake Offs. I got really good at typing the bits that I needed oh, to write. I get really stressed. But anyway, yeah, they didn't have a time. I didn't think they were very show-stopping. They all look quite shallow. Like, you know, when you're young and you make like jam tarts with your mum oh, and yes. there's like a little disc of pastry with a tiny bit of jam in the middle that was all they were doing and then it doesn't seem like there's a much jeopardy in it because anyone can just put some pastry in that and because then, then you're just adding a little bit of filling aren't you you're not really yeah. baking a filling into it like now if they said tarts you'd be making kind of you're looking at like maybe like a hand's width of a tart yeah which has to be kind of filled across it and has to look very neat and exquisite i mean this is a while ago and perhaps like that wasn't all the rage but also a bit kind of meh who stood out to you don't say rob <laughs> I mean, he did stand out to me, but mainly because Paul and Mary came to speak to him and he just ran away. <laughs> oh, yes, he just ran off to the fridge, didn't he? He's like, wait a second, just ran off. But he was also making some weird, don't think I wanted to eat one of them. Uh, he was making chocolate with fennel and ginger. I don't like fennel at yeah, all. But poached pear and custard. Would eat. With delicious. almond pastry. Oh, yes, please. That sounded delicious. I love this as well because Paul, Paul's just got in this thing now. He obviously finds, he obviously, you can see that he likes Rob, but he finds him quite frustrating in no, like his time management. I think Paul just likes a storyline. All that's happened there is Paul's seen a storyline and he's becoming producer Paul. Because he went on and on about how he's got to manage his time better. And you could just see that Rob, I actually could see a thought bubble just come out of Rob's head just saying, fuck off, Paul. <laughs> Go away. But like producer Paul comes out every year. Like the year with Lizzie, producer Paul was like, oh, finesse, finesse, finesse. He always picks someone and creates a storyline. With Priya, it was time management. He, pro he produces a storyline around one contestant a year. I swear to God, this is the correct theory. And he does this with Rob. But also... Rob does need to sort his time management because he has to serve the baking tray. <laughs> and not just his time management, it's really bad pastry. Yeah. I don't know, did he make a mistake and just add too much butter or something? He said it was too much butter, so it kind of seeped and stuck. So it was crumbled and stuck, so we couldn't get it out of the, the holes. <laughs> it was stuck. It said crumbled and stuck into the holes. Ooh. He served it kind of in the tray. Apparently it was delicious. This is the thing with Rob. He's having like absolute disasters. He's doing things that look visually like he's going home. But then he does always have good flavours and good textures, apparently. Yeah. Um, who else did you like? I, who did I like? Mary Ann's. You must have liked her apple roses. Uh, I thought that was very clever. I mean, sure. We've seen them a lot now, but back then it probably I think wasn't back that. then perhaps it was very exciting. I was I too busy just, leaving high school. It's just because everyone's everyone did kind of very similar things. I think I just liked hers because it was a bit different. I think I'm just used to Marianne doing something exciting. And that just kind of, for me, I was like, oh, well, it's fine. I mean, apparently there was scrummy, which Mary said. Um, and Mary said they're quite deep and big. <laughs> <laughs> we and know Mary's pa taste. Paul couldn't get enough in his mouth, could he? <laughs> <laughs> I also like the sound of Simon's, actually. He was making passion fruit and ricotta tarts and then salted chocolate and stem ginger. But ricotta, ricotta's curd. You don't like curdy ones. No, but like if you, you can make ricotta not taste grainy. I don't like the grainy texture of curds, but like ricotta with um, passion fruit, I think could be quite nice because you've got the creaminess and the sharpness. Very true. And there was the, the salted chocolate and stem ginger did sound delicious. Mm. Mary said, I'm not keen on all this salt and chocolate business. <laughs> and well, Paul just shouted, burnt. <laughs> 
<laughs> and unlucky for Mary, the fact that everything after them became salted caramel, salted chocolate. It's like <laughs> yeah. she can't get away from it now. And Ovashi as well, making strawberry and basil tarts and then elderflower tarts with honeycomb. That sounded delicious. Yeah, that did sound really good. And it was really nice her showing how to make honeycomb and Mel was absolutely amazed. Mm. What did you think of Holly's rice bags? Ugh, way too much effort. And... Well, I don't know what happened, but she had really thick pastry, so... But she said know. that cling film... She does it because cling film doesn't mark the pastry, so she makes a little bag out of cling film and fills it with rice and then kind of sits them inside the tarts. There's a really simple way of doing that, though. You know with the greaseproof paper, she says it marks. Mm. If you just scrunch the greaseproof paper up, it doesn't mark either. That's a Prue Leith tip. You learned that from Prue Leith. I don't have any tips from Prue. <laughs> I don't know if she's got <laughs> much to give. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no one did badly, really. No, but my favourite point, there was one bit where Avashi was talking on camera and this woman sprints past on the outside past yes. the window carrying a tart. <laughs> Who was that? I had to rewind and watch that. It was brilliant. I love that. Oh, the BB. We haven't talked about any BB today. Oh, no. BB. Um, they made bakewell pudding in a pub. The end. <laughs> that was all there was there. <laughs> right. So, Star Baker this week. Dun, 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 dun. It was Chef Jay. Chef Jay, who we've not spoken about at all. No, we didn't really see him. Jason, he, well done. You won, though. He was absent from the episode, but he did win it. So you can't take that from him. Yeah. And then, oh, no, I, I just wasn't typing well, because I've said Rob went home. He no, didn't go home. Simon went home. Si- Simon went but if home. Rob would like to go home with anyone, I do live on my own. It looked you're... like Simon. It looked like Rob was going to go home. Even Simon was like, I think Rob's going to go home. But he's like, <laughs> nope, Simon, it's you. <laughs> That episode has made me really hungry. I reckon we've said that about every single episode we've done, including the traitors. That is true, actually. Who knows what will happen when we get round to the pottery throwdown? We're desperate to pull off, probably. Oh, perfect our rims. Anyway, we should probably move on. Fine, on to this week's taste test. This comes from Maddie, who says that French fries are only good when they're soggy. Is she bang on the money, or does she deserve jail? Find out after these. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's us, advertising our OnlyFans again. If everyone just joined it, we could probably talk about this a little bit less, to be honest. Actually, if we all just make a point to pause the episode right now and go to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to sign up, then we can stop doing these ads forever. Nice plan. For a small handful of change, you'll get access to early and ad-free episodes, as well as bonus content, including regular Q&As, access to our online community, and much more. Plus, you get a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling knowing you're helping us to keep doing the podcast. What more could you ask for? Whew, thank goodness this is the last ad we'll ever do. For this week anyway. Well, it's jail, isn't it, really? Uh, definitely. I'm not here for SOG. If she had some chips, and there was a couple of SOG ones at the bottom because she had some vinegar on them, but no, otherwise but no. She said French fries, and French fries can't be soggy, but, be a, crisp. but a, a chip shop, a chip shop, chip, that's hard to say, a chip shop chip can be soggy. Yeah, definitely. Because they mush... A French fry, to me, you know if you're frying things, the oil's got to be hot so you can't do too much. Yeah. At school, they used to pour in every single frozen chip so it just filled the fryer. Then they came out really soggy. That's what that reminds me yeah, of. Yeah, gross. And I also hate when you get like a, a French fry in the bottom of a packet that's like got condensation sog. Oh, yes. Oh, the worst kind of sog. If you get delivery, it? you never get delivery French fries. Well, she should. And do you know what? She can't because she's going to be in jail and they don't deliver to jail. True. Okay, so the first message in our inbox comes from Lamar who says... Cheers, sweeties, from West Hollywood. Oh, love the wit, the cheek. Didn't know we could see us. And the food for thought. Right, here is my question. Who were your celebrity crushes when you were a teenager? And who is your celebrity crush today? For Lamar, it was Ryan Philippe in Cruel Intentions. And right now, it's Michael B. Jordan in Everything. Just quickly, do you know who either of those two people are? I know, Ryan Philippe in Cruel Intentions? I was sure. I was the right age to watch that, yeah. Sure. And actually, probably Ryan Fleet was one of mine as well. Really? When I was that age, yeah. Interesting. And then he says, keep him sticky, obviously. From LA. So who was your celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Was it Ryan Fleet? When I was a teen... No, that would have been one. Who else would it be? Oh, Slater from... Um, what's that program called? When I wake up in the morning and my mum gives me a morning and I never think I'll make it on time. What the hell By is the time this? I get my books, I get myself a look. I'm at the corner just... In- Saved by, saved by the Bell. <laughs> right, okay. S- took, a, took a while. Uh, Slater from Saved by the Bell. Sure. Which you will not remember at all. It was no. one of those like Saturday morning ones. And he was, although you'll have seen him now. He's called something else, his real name. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on to be like an underwear model and things. So I really liked Slater from Saved sure. by the Bell. I liked. Did you ever watch Desperate Housewives? Jesse Metcalf, who played the gardener. Oh, I do know him because he is gay, isn't he? Did uh, he? Go- hopefully. I don't know. I don't know, but like he was like one of the gay awakenings for me. Also, Maxi from Skins, whoever that was, but he was a straight person, which is a shame. Oh, it's okay, Tosh. Now it's Rob from. Oh, yeah, now go to yours. <laughs> now it's a pretty crush nowadays. It's, it's hot Rob. <laughs> you keep calling Teflon Rob because he keeps making it through. Yes. <laughs> Despite... Teflon Rob. <laughs> Who's yours now? Oh, it's just always been Roger Federer forever and always ever. Really? Still yeah. now? I mean, I don't even like the look of him. I just, <laughs> just, just like, I just think he's a god. I just love Roger I actually Federer. recently did an unfollowing of all the hot men off my Instagram. Don't worry, you made it. Um... <laughs> Cruel intentions. <laughs> because it was making me depressed. I was seeing all these really hot people and I was like, oh, I feel fat and ugly. So I just stopped. I just, yeah, I unfollowed all of them. Actually, my celebrity crushes now, I wouldn't necessarily know because sometimes it's just random people off Instagram. Mm. Oh, I really like Frank Ocean. 
Oh yes, always very attractive. And the way he speaks, ah, oh, yeah. Mm. K as well does it for me as well. Honestly, I fall in, the, in love on the tube every single day. But London is London has very hot people. Yeah. Then I went to South London the other day, and I was just looking Oi. around me, and I was just like, oh, all these hot people live oh. here. And, and also David. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say all these hot people. And then I went to South London and they were all horrible. Yeah, South London, come. Come and join us, Michael. South London what? Sorry? I, what did I say? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Come and join us in South London, Michael. You were, you were, no, I'm not going to repeat it. We're going to move on to the next person. Now, this is a bit of a, um, a new frontier for the Sticky Bun Boys. I got this email from Sam. Sam says, boys, I come bearing troubling news. During my happy time, please don't call it that, I was merrily scrolling through a favourite erotic fan fiction site of mine when I came, hopefully not, across a word, a piece <laughs> called Battenberg Batty Boys, which is an alarmingly visual tale of Paul Hollywood and Jürgen from 2021's Bake Off. I had to see it with my own eyes and now you do too. Now, oh, wow. <laughs> No, I'm about to read this out, but it is fairly graphic. So if you don't want to listen to that, what, what do they normally say? If you aren't in the place to listen to this right now, then... Oh, when they do the thing at the start mm. of the podcast and say, this podcast may have disturbing content. Yeah, this, be careful who is listening. This maybe podcast young... may not be for you right now. And that's okay. Just come back when it is. Yeah, because normally it says it might not be suitable for younger listeners. This is just might not be suitable for anybody. <laughs> this is not suitable for any listeners, especially not Paul or Jürgen. No I one tell Jürgen this is happening. I love the fact that it said, um, I had to watch with my own eyes and now you do too. We all have to listen to Michael saying it. Should I turn off the lights and make it kind of moody in Ooh, here? yes. We should have a candle as well. Actually, that, that lamp's like a candle. Oh, oh, no, that's gone as well. It's like a ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hollywood drooled as he laid his eyes on Jürgen's <laughs> Wait, showstopper. Wait, already too much. <laughs> Start again. Right, I'm going to have to prepare better for this. Paul Hollywood drooled as he laid his eyes on Jürgen's showstopper. It is good, yes, Jürgen grinned as Paul crawled across the floor and took him eagerly into his warm, soggy gob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> The phrase soggy gob. <sighs> How do you feel about soggy gob? I mean, I think it's probably a, a good description of Paul's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> but I don't like but it. But the word gob isn't particularly sexy, is it? No, not at all. Uh, oh, put that in. No. Could you say that someone's gobby when they're being a bit crass? And, well, he's. Mm. Sorry, we've, I, you've interrupted my flow, so I'm going to start from the beginning of that paragraph. It is good, yes, Jürgen grinned, as Paul crawled across the floor and took him eagerly into his warm, soggy gob. Jürgen grunted and thrust his savoury slab further into Paul. <laughs> but Paul retched and withdrew, curling up into a ball on the floor and clutching his stomach. Funny, I'm actually doing that right now. <laughs> Jürgen shrieked in alarm and dropped to the floor, cradling Paul in his arms. Thoughts on Slavery Slab? <laughs> Title of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure Soggy God might be up there. Paul, what is wrong? Jürgen groaned, furrowing his magnificent eyebrows with concern. It's nothing, Paul whimpered, getting to his feet. I have to go. Prue will be wondering where I am. <laughs> I'm picturing this in the tent behind one of the counters. Well, that's where they are. No, Paul, growled Jürgen grasping his lover's bony hand famously not bony <laughs> tell me what's wrong 
just quickly, what do you think might be wrong with Paul? <laughs> got no idea. Maybe so, he had chili on the tip so, of his slab. <laughs> savory slab, please. My gag reflex is super sensitive and I nearly vomited on your rolling pin, Paul admitted sheepishly. <laughs> My darling Paul, when will you learn? You're beautiful just as you are. Either way, my Swiss roll yearns only for you. Now, I initially thought a Swiss roll meant a penis, but it could also mean an anus. <laughs> Michael just went really serious there. I said, that's the most important point ever in the world. Now, excuse me. I thought that initially meant penis. Well, what do you think? Um, I did think penis straight away, but then that's a very girthy fact. Like, I think it, it, I quite like it as an anus, actually. Yeah, it's quite, well, quite a girthy, a thick, a thick rim, some might say. <laughs> Crusty thick rim. Jürgen could never have anticipated Paul's reaction to this. He leapt into Jürgen's arms, squealing, and planted a great big smooch to his lips. Jürgen moaned into the kiss and grasped Paul's skinny rear with his large, capable hands, <laughs> kneading oh. erotically. This next sentence is great. Paul began thrusting his Hollywood into Jürgen's paunch, whimpering and yowling like a Paul possessed. Jürgen rolled his eyes, but allowed Paul to chase his release until finally Paul screeched and squirted his clotted cream all over Jürgen's apron. I think our podcast has moved into a different category and genre. We need to tell Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My... Goodness. Clotted cream. <laughs> Clotted. His Hollywood. Scotty <laughs> from his Hollywood. That was beautiful, my gorgeous boy, breathed Jürgen. But you're leaving daddy as hard as a rock cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for you, breathed Paul. Jürgen lifted Paul up effortlessly as he weighed only five stone. Two of those being his balls, <laughs> and slumped what? him down onto the workbench. Well, what is going on here? <laughs> I mean, for Americans, five stone is not very much. It's like a child. <laughs> but actually, one stone for a ball is a lot. <laughs> Paul winced, but began furiously pulling at Jürgen's nipples. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are going to milk me like a Jersey cow. <laughs> You want to use Papa's milk in your English rice pudding? <laughs> Growling in frustration, Jürgen flipped him over and began to knead him with all of his might. He loves doing the kneading, doesn't he? Hopelessly aroused by his lover's show of strength, Paul spontaneously orgasmed. The end. <laughs> Do you know what's made this even more distressing is the fact that we've all seen Jürgen kneading. It's quite aggressive. <laughs> it's quite slappy. Quite sloppy. Shall we talk about gonna milk me like a Jersey cow? Can we stop talking? Papa's milk, English S rice pudding. Sam, what have you done? <laughs> what have you started? <laughs> milk me for my rice pudding. But you're leaving daddy as hard as a rock cake. Well, I feel like we're coming out of that episode as different people. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to look Paul in the eyes again. <laughs> or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah, it's hard to really know where to go from here, isn't it? Maybe if we just got some more emails into the inbox and we wouldn't end up with this sort of nonsense. That is true. Please save us from the Sams of this world by sending in your questions, topics and stories by email to stickybunboys at gmail.com or a cheeky DM slide at stickybunboys on social media. 
I was going to ask also for you to review our podcast, but I'm not sure we particularly want that considering what you've just witnessed. A very good point. Well, if you've made it this far, congratulations. And perhaps this calls for another code word. Oh, yes. To show your listening prowess and stamina, oh, we needed it, head straight on over to our Instagram and comment on our latest post saying, soggy gob. Oh, David, that's so gross. And with that, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bring him home. <laughs> Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Band Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.